There's a whole lot of things these boys want. They want them bad. They're suffering. I wish I could give it all to them, but that's not the story, is it? It's not much of a story at all. So, last session our boys had their chats with some new friends at the dance below the Phoenix's watchful fire. Henry found Umbra, a new Dawn Shepherd, and a researcher who just may be able to help him with his curse, if he's willing to share some information with her. Our boys had their talks with the representatives of Free and Ennian, and seems if they want to get on their good side so they have to do some favors for them, or convince those guardians they're worth listening to. Things are a little more complicated with Phoenix Island. Rowan Sterling is about to officially gain the title of Commander-in-Chief, alongside long-standing Commander-in-Chief Terran Nevane. They plan to send out the new Dawn Shepherds on their new journeys, seeking ley lines and connecting islands. But for all their open arms and mission statements, it seems someone's preventing newcomers to move in. There was dancing too, but our boys left that ball early. They had a meeting to attend. Rowan Sterling showed up at 5 a.m. sharp. Spoke with Virgil. That boy's got a big decision to make. Try to make amends with the main and his past as a Dawn Shepherd, or leave this island forever. Never see Mr. Sterling again. Guess we'll just have to wait and see what he says. Rowan leaves quickly through the dim morning with his hood up. You're all left alone for a bit. <laughs> this look you're giving me, Corey. You're all left alone for a bit in one of the dining rooms, meeting rooms of Henry's place before one of the staff comes in with a teapot and a coffee pot on a tray, looks around and silently starts to refill your cups. She kind of eyes you all curiously as she does so, but does not ask any questions and lingers at the doorway before looking over to Henry. Is there anything else you'll be needing this morning? No, we should be good this morning. Thank you. Okay. And your guest is, um... Well, he's a very busy man. He's got other matters to attend to. Okay. She looks a little disappointed, uh, and walks out the door, closes it behind her. You have a day ahead of you to do with as you will. You know, tonight, some of the festivities from the parties, the street festival the night before, will be continuing a little bit into the morning, as many people do not really go to bed. But this is more of a day where people tend to relax and clean up. You know that today the Dawn Shepherds program is officially going to begin, and Rowan Sterling is officially going to become Commander-in-Chief, but the, the celebration, any ceremony around that happened yesterday. So from now on, that will be more of a quiet internal affair that you can feel free to join if you're someone like Kian or Henry, or stay away from as you wish. Kian will drop his disguise, and first thing that he does is look to Virgil. How is Virgil looking right now? He looks... I think the best word I can think of is shaken. He has learned some things that he did not want to hear and is noticeably having trouble processing them. I may, Virgil. Did that go worse or better than you were anticipating? 
I think a little of both. That is a very fair assessment. And I'm sorry this was so early this morning. I, I know a couple of you were out very late. I apologize. It happens. I think that, um, are you doing all right? No. No, I'm not. You know, you've got a lot just kind of thrown at you, but... <laughs> are you... Are you planning on trying to stay here? I'm not... I have a responsibility with that contract I made. And I would like to see it done. I also wish to stay. I don't know what to do with that. I think that, um... Lately, I feel like I've been figuring out what my heart wants a little bit. Too late to actually make the decision. But it's not too late for you. We can figure something out. And again, you don't have to choose right this moment. It is rather soon after all of this was just presented to you. Be best to take some time to process everything rather than go on the first whim that crosses your mind in the moment. Definitely sleep on this one. I don't think he's expecting an answer before tomorrow anyway. One night's sleep. One night. Um, is there... I don't know, I'm keeping you all from sleep. Um, Virgil, for your records, I slept perfectly fine. We came home together last night. I can deal with a sleepless night once in a while. It's not Ox's first night without sleep. Right, Ox? That I do know. And it won't be the last. Reassuring. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an insomniac. <laughs> I've never slept a night in my life. <laughs> and I mean, for all we know, it's not like Ox would have slept the whole night anyways, even if he hadn't come back really late. It's sorry, Ox. But that being said, perhaps we shouldn't do anything too intensive today. In a way, I think it depends on which you would prefer. Would you rather have an environment in which you can ponder and mull things over, or would you like to have your mind taken off of it? What exactly are you offering? I mean, which do you prefer? What do you think I'm offering? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want to know! <laughs> Sort of sounded a little suggestive the way you said it. I am not so oblivious to reading a room as to understand with this would be a very inappropriate time to suggest a sexual encounter. Herschel just sits down. <laughs> it's not sexual. Oh, is it too late to run after Rowan? <laughs> I don't know, I feel it would be. Perhaps a waste of time to get my mind off of it. I only have one night, but I think I would like to sit for a bit. Talk it through? It might be nice to talk about it. I think, I think I might spiral a bit if I am left to think. Um, I know it is a little early in the morning, but my family has a, well, it is technically a bathhouse, but it's not public. 
almost a greenhouse, if you will. It's very lovely, uh, completely heated. Um, warm water might be relaxing and also assist with the uh, contemplating nature. Might be more fun at the very least than just sitting around on couches. That actually sounds very nice. Excellent. So should we go right over or perhaps enjoy tea and coffee first and then we can head over there? Or we can bring it with us, really. Makes no difference to me. Virgil just pours a cup of black coffee, drops a single sugar cube in, and stands. Right, let's go then. I'll lead the way. So Henry leads the other boys through the grounds, mostly through the interior corridors of the house mansion. It's really more of a mansion to where there is a surprisingly lush indoor area that's full of rather exotic plants. They're not all from Dawning. They're clearly from a more tropical environment that requires a higher temperature, which is excellent for these plants because the inside of this particular enclosed greenhouse with like its big glass ceilings that you can see straight through, it's quite warm and humid in there thanks to a spring-fed bath that is carved out of the center of the area, lined entirely with a natural stone and with fresh water pouring in constantly so you get a nice background sound. Before the boys have entered into the bathhouse, there is something of a retaining area with cubbies and spaces for people to put their belongings. Henry turns to the others. I will warn you that Clothes and other articles are not permitted in the spring itself for appropriateness of the environment. It makes sense. Just worry about it. It is a bathhouse. That is typically how it goes, yeah? Yes, I just wanted to make sure we were all all right with the concept. Kian nods. Are we in like an enclosed area where you can't see the springs or can we see the springs? No, you can see the springs. It's not a walled-off area fully. It's just a like three-quarters wall. Yeah. Ken like looks over at the springs. So we've been staying here for like a week and a half, and you haven't mentioned that you've got this. Well, it was partially in use by my parents for specific events. Not even events. More really meetings uh, between diplomats. It is even having orgies. <laughs> Not like that. <laughs> Your dads are looking for a third. <laughs> They're looking for their unicorn. Guys, it's a bathhouse. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that's not the sex The love family has a different room for the sex meetings. <laughs> it's not a bathhouse. You think they don't have a dungeon? Anyway, this is DD. Well, the real answer is that Henry's not sure everybody's cultural background of whether or not he's trying to be sensitive. It's okay. Uh, I love, I love you. You're doing perfect. Yeah. Also, Neil, the the word picture that you painted, immaculate. Yeah. You know Thank not you. what you've done. Yeah, Virgil just sets down his bag and starts disrobing. Are there towels in here? Yes, they are all a dark coffee brown. Ox also starts undressing, you notice he neatly folds his clothes. As Virgil disrobes you, again, you get a better look at his right arm. It looks like it was mauled some time ago. It has healed over, but it's not a pretty sight. There are a number of other scars on his torso, the most notable of which is, it looks almost like a silvery, like, starburst. 
on the center of his sternum. And this one looks older than the others. But he slips into one of the robes and ties it around his waist and is ready to go. Kian is very comfortable as he undresses, but he's almost very quick to cover his neck and shoulders and then kind of realizes where they are at and who he's with and kind of shrugs it off. But you can see that there are two, it looks like rubies encrusted in his left shoulder. And below that is a just simple scar that was where the stake had been stabbed through. He's got a tattoo on his upper right arm. It's a jackalope like jumping over a crescent moon. It's pretty simple in its design. I will send... It's gay. Yeah. It is gay. It's meant to be gay. His back is pretty scarred up. They are recent scars from the Feywilds. He doesn't have very many other tattoos. You can see a clearer glimpse at the ankle tattoo that he had shown earlier with the bouquet of flowers. He just quickly gets ready, puts on a robe, walks to the springs. Ox is pretty casual as he undresses, neatly folds his clothes and puts them into the cubby. As he undresses, you start seeing more and more tattoos. So you'd probably see his back first. And the famed uh, ass tattoo? Well, first you notice a large palm tree and the words, welcome to paradise. Beneath it, you see a noose. And below the noose, it says, with love, from nowhere. Behind it, you see mountains turning into sand and sea. Beneath this tattoo, you see Ox's own name in a tramp stamp with cow horns that are uh, wrapped with Oxalis plants. On his right ass cheek, you do also notice a... Uh, I love how lovingly you said his right ass cheek. <laughs> Sorry. You know, the right ass cheek. So it's like a crescent moon with a couple of little stars. As he turns around, you can see the huge snake all across his chest. He's got the red sun tattooed on his throat that the snake is reaching for with, with its mouth, and you see it wind down his chest. He's also got a little cactus tattoo on his left arm that says, keep growing. And on his right thigh, he's got his little egg and frying pan tattoo, as well as a, a few others. You've seen the ones on his hands. Lastly, you notice on his left ankle, he's got a four-leaf clover. It looks like a shitty stick and poke, like a really shitty stick and poke. <laughs> and then 777 on his right heel, close to the bottom of his foot. That's all of the ones that you can see. <laughs> Where else could tattoos be hiding? Oh my god, you're nude! That's a really good question. <laughs> Sorry, it's just like the under dick tattoo. <laughs> yeah, the under dick tattoo. The tattoo on his balls, you know? The scrotum tattoo. It's very important, actually. you <laughs> Oh, I mean, you notice, like, scratches and scars on Ox. Nothing 
out of the usual. For Henry, he's rather comfortable in this space and has done this sort of thing before. He isn't too particular on folding his clothes, but he does put them back rather neatly, uh, not just in a little heap or a pile or anything. Across his back shoulders is a phoenix tattoo that goes halfway down the middle of his back in an uneven sort of triangle that's got its wings outspread, head off to the side. With a very flashy ink, it's mostly reds and oranges and yellows that manage to stand out against the skin. Below that, just below the ribs on the right side, is the curse scar that he has mentioned several times. A withered sort of purple that is coming from like one spot um, and seems to be spreading outwards, primarily across part of the lower abdomen and chest and a little bit around the back. It is yeah. starting to affect the tattoo as well. It hasn't totally, you can still tell what the tattoo is, but it has started to spread up and sort of around in almost like tendrils up the shoulders. So it is starting to interrupt the ink. Are these kind of organic, like vein-like scars or is it more like geometric, like sharp lines? <laughs> so they're more like in electric or a lightning pattern where they're jagged at the edges, but the way that they move is more organic. And after he has fully disrobed, he doesn't choose a robe. He just chooses a regular towel to wrap around uh, the lower half, um, as he's not wearing it for very long, considering that he immediately goes and gets directly into the springs. And finally, I have an opportunity to say the thing that I've been wanting to say for a long while. <laughs> Anyways, Henry's trans mask <laughs> and doesn't have a bottom change, but does not have tits. Um, women tits. <laughs> no women tits. Oh. Yeah. No women That was, sorry, best possible delivery. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. I've just been waiting for an opportunity to like share that Henry's trans in like a way that makes sense. And then when the bath scene was suggested, I was like, yes, finally. And he's not ashamed. He just seems very confident in himself, even with the like scarring from the curse still seems pretty comfortable being nude and may or may not shoot a slightly cheeky look back to any of the boys if he catches them staring too long, even if he thinks it's at the scar. Virgil beelines for the water and almost seems to melt into it. Like the moment he gets into it, he is almost in up to his chin and looks like he is in heaven. Oh my god, you killed Virgil. <laughs> eh, maybe it's better that way. This was a good idea. Yeah, I think Ox gets in last. He's slow to get into the water. He, I assume, can see the bottom. Yes, it's clear. There's some steam that's hanging out around the edges, but it's not intense. At first, he looks a little hesitant, but he does eventually get in and sort of follow Virgil's suit and sink down and start to relax. Marigold just floats on the surface. Are pigeons very buoyant? Um, so please describe Marigold's tattoos, scars, yeah. mm -hmm. curse marks, etc. Because Marigold is naked now. <laughs> yeah. Did she remove all her feathers? Yeah. Yeah, she took them off. No. <laughs> no, she's just floating like a little duck. Oh yeah, has Delilah joined? She does not join in the actual water. She's got her little feet dangling and her nose like this. 
So I take it you're relaxed, at least to some degree, Virgil? Better than before. Yeah. Thank you. Well, that's good. Would you... I believe we did come here to talk. Um, would you prefer to start with a subject about yourself? Or we could discuss the matter of um, what we're going to do regarding... He gestures around him. The refugee situation. Um... Well, what all was required, you all spoke to the representatives at the ball, yes? What What do we need for for Donning and Freya and... Was it an Ian? I apologize, I'm a bit scattered. I don't know if we're actually going to do something for all of them, but I kind of have to figure out what we want to decide. Donning would be better to keep everyone all here, but perhaps the least clear option of what, what the Phoenix might want. Was the Phoenix not in the vein? They didn't want anything. Well, I'm actually not sure. What did they say? The words they said were that they would love to help if they could, but it's not really up to them so much as it is that we need to offer something in return to the Phoenix, something of worth. I don't know if they were frustrated at us or the situation, but there's something else going on. Couldn't really tell. I don't know. That you got anything at all from them is impressive. The other islands were a bit more clear on what they wanted or what requirements they had. I know that Anita mentioned some sort of ruins. If we were to go to Freya, I think there's kind of a more clear mission. For any inn, they are quite strict about having their Anyone coming into the island uh, be skilled and versed in some sort of fine arts, seem to have an affinity for the performing arts, especially music. So that does limit who would be able to go there. It's also the farthest away. Yes, perhaps we focus more on Freya and Donning, if possible, I imagine. We would not like to split some of these families, if possible. So if we are able to find something of worth to the Phoenix that Maybe the best bet. Though I am curious as to what could be so valuable to the Guardian of Dawning, of the Phoenix Isle as a whole. It's definitely, I think, what most people in Enosh would prefer. I don't want to speak for them, but it would keep everyone together. It seems like we might have an easier time with Rhea. Well, I think it also depends on how fast we can get something of worth. If it's going to take a long time, it might be more difficult. It's going to take a while to get to Freya, too. Are there any ruins that have been successful for scavenging, or like any rumors of treasures out there in the ocean? Around Freya, specifically? No, around Dawning. Around Dawning? 20, huh? Around Dawning, around the Phoenix Island? Oh, yeah, it would be the Phoenix Island. Okay. There used to be... Phoenix Island used to be known as a place that was surrounded by oceans that were full of ruins. They were known to be quite dangerous, but also full of ancient texts and tech that, though not necessarily inherently useful or obvious in what their purpose was, was of extreme interest to a lot of people, especially historians. But the Phoenix Island also started out a lot smaller, and in the first hundred years or so of its establishment grew rapidly. Um, 
as the phoenix itself gained power and they were able to protect more of the land. So at this point, it is not known to be surrounded by the ancient ruins and they have, now that they are taken in by the guardian, been pretty much fully ex excavated and emptied out. Daddy, the place the Ox wants to visit, that he knows of, it's sort of between Phoenix Island and Enyan, isn't it? Uh, between Phoenix Island and Freya. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So in, it's like southwest of uh, the Phoenix Island. We may have to do some research or digging around. See if anyone knows of something we could go hunting after. Something of value. I may have someone we could speak to. A researcher by the name of Umbra. She is heading a research project with the Dawn Shepherds at current. Um, I, I know they're not one you want to be associated with, but my affiliation with her is not through the Dawn Shepherds. We agreed to exchange knowledge and we might be able to ask her what the Phoenix would like as some kind of gift for refugees. It's a place to start. I also never asked if her soul could take anyone in. It's a lot further away, but probably an option. The least it wouldn't hurt to ask. It is a good last resort. Well, at least we have a bit of a list of things that we can so I apologize, but it's been on my mind for a while now. Um, regarding Petra, uh, uh, you'll have to sort me if it's a bit too much too fast. The business with Nico possibly being deceptive. I honestly don't know what to make of it. I trusted her for a long time, but I don't disbelieve Rowan. But it was very an odd, the manner that she came down into somewhere just happenstance manages to find my daddy and that she didn't want to reveal her full name was also unusual well she wasn't supposed to be there that was clear it was clear she i believe was supposed to be on a bit of house arrest but that i thought was for her attempted breakout Seems it goes a bit further than that. I don't want to believe that of her. She was very important to me and very kind at a time when she did not have to be. There are parts that just don't make sense if that is who she really is beneath it all. I don't really understand why she would have made her way to you. No, why come to me? Why help me? She did not have to do any of that. If, if she thought the shepherds were a failure, why... Why not kill me in the streets there? There was nothing to stop her. Did she try to convince you to come up here or stay away? She almost seemed to discourage it. It seems she did not hold out much hope that Rowan was still with us. It seems she just came to visit me for the sake of seeing me. I told her I was learning magic and I wanted to learn the skills that she had perfected over the years. She was a very talented swordsman, and she helped me... She helped me find some books to lead me down that path. She could not do it herself, not in her condition. It just doesn't make sense that she would do that if she was... Virgil, I 
hate to say it, but do you think maybe she's using you? I considered that what you're implying, but she would have to know I would never do that. Never. So what is the point? What could she possibly be using me for? Well, something you don't know about, maybe. I don't know. There is little she could do from Good Glen if that is where she returns to, and she's certainly not getting anywhere. Within a hundred leagues of Rowan, everyone here knows her face. More than mine. She tried to contact you since you left. I've not heard anything. I suppose the whole business just seems a little... odd? Yes. It is odd. We can agree on that. I unfortunately don't know enough history of Nico. I'm sure there's much we could do about it now, but it might be something to keep an ear open for. There are lots of things I don't really understand from all of this morning. If I can clear any of it up for you, I will try. Most of it. <laughs> Why don't we start with the jewellery bit? Forgive me, but I did notice the... How do I want to put it? The gestures? And Henry gestures to the center of his chest, similar to where Rowan seemed to have a necklace of sorts. It used to be an earring, like the one I wear. We exchanged them some time back. The earrings are a bit of an involved story. But if you want the proper context, I can offer that. I think that we're at that place now. I suppose there is no one here to stop me. It, well, as you know, it's not something that should be shared. A classified state secret, I suppose, but you all deserve to know. Um, he reaches up and takes off the earring and holds it in his palm before him sort of rolls it between his fingers. The earrings, the crystals, and the scar, actually, and he holds a hand over his sternum. They are both marks of the Shepherd's Trial, the process that made us and gave us our unique abilities. As I understand it, the Shepherd's Program was a study in discovering latent powers by accessing the deepest parts of oneself. And well, we were dabbling in matters of the soul. The Shepherd's Trial was the culmination of two years of training and preparation, and ten of us, out of many dozens of recruits, were selected for it. As it turns out, the soul is a tricky thing to access, so... The trial brought us to the point of death, the moment where the soul is revealed on our plane, and the trouble was in keeping it from moving on. Those of us that were successful each produced a crystal like the one I wear and the one Rowan wears. They are the source of our power and they also grant us immunity to the corruption of the oceans, among a few other things. It is the reason we were able to spend so much time in the field without fear of losing ourselves. That is a valuable thing to have in this world, but it was not without its risks. Ten of us went into the trial, but only seven shepherds came out of it. The crystals were fashioned into earrings for us to wear as marks of our station. And 
At one point or another, we saw fit to exchange them. I don't fully understand what they are. I don't think anyone does. This was all new territory, at least it was at the time. But I was told, and I believe them to be manifestations of the soul, or at least the magic that builds them. As to what it truly is and what it can do, I... Well, I'm discovering that more and more every day. Did you ask earlier when you had time alone with Rowan if he was trying to contact you, Sue? I didn't get a chance to. I want to ask him tomorrow and... I don't know if, if he has noticed anything similar. I don't know. Sorry. But I think we kind of need to know this. When Rowan was talking about it earlier, he sort of mentioned that Nico tried to get rid of her failures. Did she come up with this? She was our commander. She trained us both as recruits and as shepherds when we passed the trial. I mean, we were her responsibility and a source of pride, I assume. She was responsible for us and therefore for our successes and our failures. It was Nevain's creation and I don't know, I find it hard to believe that they did not know everything that went into it. But there have been no shepherds before us, as far as I know. And Nico is the commander of this program and even though you're saying that Tiana Vane had a hand in its creation, is it possible that Nico also initiated this process? You said she is also versed in magic. What kind? She specializes in, I don't know what to call it. She, she used the term blade singing, I believe. It is a sort of battle art. Um, I don't know that she knows anything about this sort of alchemy. Um, there was a, a cordial that we drank beforehand. It was not pleasant. I, I don't know. I don't know, Henry. She could be. But the program was of Nevain's making. I don't necessarily mean to accuse. I'm simply curious if it's possible that Nico saying the word failure in this situation extends to beyond just yourself or just Rowan, but the program as a whole, if I'm remembering correctly, they were rather completely disbanded, um, at least as far as the extra natural abilities aspect of the program, uh, following a, we'll just say an unfortunate series of events. Yes, let's call it that. She seemed not to know the contents of the trial afterwards, but if she is this good of an actor, perhaps she was pretending then too. It is entirely possible that you're not just yourself, but both Rowan and Nico are innocent parties in this, and that there is someone above them as the grand manipulator, but Again, I don't want to stand and make accusations. This is all entirely theoretical, trying to perhaps understand to some degree what's going on. I 
that I had some suspicions based on what Rowan was saying, but I did not realize that there was such a significant matter involved. I feel like we do know, and I've completely forgotten. What is Navain's class, if we do know it? You would know. I don't know why you would know, Ox. <laughs> but um, Just you built a tree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're a druid. Okay, yeah. Well, Nico was not a shepherd, and she did not have the protections that we do from the oceans. It may have caught up to her when they were fleeing the island. I. Perhaps she lost herself. I'd like to speak to her about it, but Good Glen is so close and yet so far. Did the oceans have a greater effect on Rowan as well? As shepherds, we were immune. He never seemed to show the signs of being corrupted by the oceans. It seems more a personal struggle. So when Nico was talking about him losing control, that was more... It was more his specific brand of power. But that did come from this, didn't it? Yes, from the trial. None of us could do the things that we could without, without that. What does that mean for you? That's what his magic comes from. The sword and the ice stuff. Yes, the sword and the ice stuff, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it, it is a matter of being a shepherd. And you each have different abilities. Hoku seems to have an affinity for lightning. Jubilee, there was a sort of connection to thunder or sound waves. With Rowan it was fire. We all had something different and it all affected us in different ways, I'm sure. We didn't speak much of, of the lingering negative effects. But the process was not kind. For me it seems to be an inability to feel warm. You have noticed on the train I'm perpetually cold. Some days it is worse than others. Even now? Well, outwardly, it is very pleasant. If what Rowan said is true and the trial has been done away with, that is only for the best. It should not be repeated. But you do want to go back? I want to stay with Rowan. And if that is what that means, then yes. But I did make a commitment to the two of you. The kiss mean nothing. I did make a commitment to the two of you and I would like to uphold it. I have no idea if I will be able to. But Virgil, I mean, it's not an efficient contract on any record books. It's not like anyone has another copy or... That doesn't matter. I made an agreement and I... I wanted to hold true to it. But I'm saying something more important has come up. I am perfectly fine altering the terms of our agreement. You have done a great deal thus far. I think they're a step closer than they were before. Several steps. Regardless, if I am able to follow through, I, I will. This is all assuming they even take me back. So I may be thrown out. I may be arrested. Yes, I was going to ask. It seemed... Oh, I don't know, almost quite the opposite. 
of how I view Magdala, where I'd hoped that she would move on and become a different person, and she has, and... But the way in which you and Rowan were speaking to and about each other almost seemed like you were... Well, it didn't just seem like it, but it, I got the idea that you were looking for a person who perhaps does not exist anymore. Of course, it has been two years. I am a different person. But he kept the crystal. And he wants me to stay. So, he has not entirely changed. I was a little concerned for a moment, is all. How do you mean? I just couldn't help but notice that you had asserted your worldview on your compatriots that have passed in combat, insisting that they felt the same as you in that Perhaps Rowan should feel the same way. It was, I, I can't exactly tell you why it stuck so particularly in my mind, but assuming that what you want is what all the other Dawn Shepherds... Oh, goodness. I, I may have already shot myself in the foot. Might as well just go through with the whole thing. I am concerned that perhaps you've not dug into this matter as much as you would have liked to. Where do you suggest I dig? Uh, it's all Don Shepherd related, of course. You know, this is a business with Rowan Don Shepherd. They're all very... Just say it, Henry. Where should I dig into it? I, I know it seems very simplistic in the grand scheme of things, and perhaps I'm not even really the one to be uh, qualified to be giving any sort of advice and really just making observations um, here. It's... The degree to which you understand that the dynamic of your relationship has changed. Box key, and perhaps you could back me up here, and maybe make my words make a little bit more sense. I might be. Um... The king kind of winces. Sometimes you'd rather hold on to a relationship than dig into that kind of stuff. I am under no illusions that things will simply return to the way they were. We can't do that. We are so far beyond that. It is unrealistic but there is still something there perhaps it is foolish but i am not willing to let that go just yet or at least not so easily you'll have to sort me if i've been grossly misreading but are you okay if he doesn't doesn't have to be romantically but are you okay if rowan doesn't love you anymore I wasn't reading that from that conversation, but... I think there could be a sliding scale. He clearly still cares for you to some way, but it... wants you to have considered the possibility as... from one person who has completely scuffed a relationship. Hmm. Henry, I've spent the last two years without anyone without the shepherds, without Rowan, until I found a lot of you, and you have been very, very good friends. But to see him again, regardless of how he feels for me, to be able to see him every day, that, that would be enough. It would not be 
what I hoped for, but it would be enough. As long as you've considered it. Thank you for your concern. So with that necklace, can you feel it existing outside of yourself? It is part of you, isn't it? Fucking can I? <laughs> now that I'm in dawning, I haven't been this close in a while. That's an interesting question. You ask that, Henry, and he sort of rolls the earring in his hand a bit. It is not so much that I can feel it. It is more that I can feel Rowan. That was the point of exchanging it. So we would... So we would never be parted. Thank you for sharing all of this with us, Virgil. I can only imagine that it's been quite a long morning for you. More than that. Um, you are welcome. And if I have left anything else, I... I'm happy to answer, whenever. Oh, Salas, you've been quiet. Have I said something? No, uh, he shifts a little. I had a question, but it's, uh, not inappropriate, but sort of dark. It's all right, you can ask it. What happens when you die? What happens to your gemstone? Well, I have before. At least after we made the crystals, there have been occasions where we have fallen in the field and... Well, a diamond always got to us in time, but... I, I don't know, such matters happened in a matter of seconds, so perhaps it was too soon for anything to happen to the crystals, but they never seemed adversely affected. There were some that you didn't get to in time. Not, not, well, there was one early on. There were seven of us for only a, sh a few short months. And then there were six for the rest of our career as shepherds. The seventh was confusing. Um, the name was Trillium, or it would have been known as Triumph to everyone around us, but Trillium was the name they would have wanted. I'm not sure exactly what happened. It... We were fighting some sort of shadowed fae in the oceans, outside of Donning. It... They fell in battle and I'm... I'm not certain what happened first, but when we got to them, their crystal was damaged. I don't know if that happened after they fell or before. I did not see. No one did. And forgive me for asking this. But the others fell too, didn't they? They did, but I, I did not see what became of them or their crystals. Perhaps throwing those. Sorry for bringing that up. No, it's alright. I have come to terms with it at least somewhat. He puts the earring back on. 
Kian is looking around everywhere but Virgil after that. Just scanning. You can see, like, he's grasping for something else to say. And I think his gaze falls on Henry. So is that the curse scar? <laughs> Let's change to something lighter. <laughs> Let's talk about something else. Let's talk about Henry's deadly curse instead. Henry's gonna die. <laughs> That'll lighten yeah. everybody's mood. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Well, we'll take that to heart. Be careful. All right. Keen here. We've heard there might be some folks listening to our tale and wanted to take the time to thank you all for sharing our journey. We'd love to hear more from you, so please leave us a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or YouTube streams. We've recently made a Discord server that functions both as a place to share thoughts about the podcast with us, as well as create a community to share your own TTRPG characters and other campaign stories. You can find the link to that, as well as our other social media, at linktree slash sparethecrying. Background music is by Marika Shams, and our intro music is by Ben McElroy. And our official art is by our very own Cory at CrowQueen on Twitter. And with that, we'll see where the wind takes us, and meet you there. really fast. I'm not going to interrupt this. Yeah. But Corey, can you roll an intelligence check for me, please? Oh, God. Okay. Okay. Uh, 21. Cool. Thank you. Carry on. Wait, what? Sorry, I just... No, it's it's not an inappropriate question. I figured it would come up if we were going in any sort of situation similar to this. Yes. In plain terms. It looks a little different every time. Spreading. Getting worse, yes. So how big did it start out as a couple of months ago? Not much. Perhaps he balls his hand into a fist, loosely. This sort of size? It has gotten that bad in a matter of months. Months are a relatively long period of time. Henry, you should have told us. I did say it was. I said it was terminal right, Ops? <laughs> yeah, but you never really mentioned how bad it was. Well, I don't have a specific timeline. You said it was slow moving. This does not. I don't mean to alarm you, but it, it does not seem as slow as you. as you mentioned. Daddy, is Henry's hand still fucked up? Yes, but that's a different curse. <laughs> Has Kim been explained that at all? Oh, <laughs> yeah. You don't wear gloves all the time, like yeah. our friend over here. And he wears sexy little archer gloves, and yeah. you can see part of the hand through that because they're yeah. slutty. Never mind. Never. Um, so, uh, has that one gotten any worse, or is that static? It's the same. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. Did you get any further in figuring that out? 
that's what I'm going to be speaking to Amra about. Okay. You're all much more concerned for this curse than I am. Well, it's just quite a bit bigger than I thought it would be. I know things are more complicated by the day, but let's make that a bit more of a priority, yeah? As I said, going to speak with Umbra, we're going to exchange research notes. I've got a lot of experience being out in the ocean, and she seems very interested in that, and she might know people who know something. I think we could help this a bit better if we knew more. I mean, I'm not sure there's too much more to tell, necessarily. Was a rather, at least for me, a bit of routine business going about in the forest, and I thought that I was tracking an animal, and then it, and it turns out I had entered the lands of a fae who was not particularly fond of me being there and wanted to kill me, and so then I offered a, well, I suppose we've known each other long enough, I completely bullshitted a story about a ring possessing magical properties to hide the lands for the fae, um, which it did not do, it was just a completely useless bit of minor cursing on the ring. And I just mean an inconvenient curse, it's something of an interest I'm sure you've perhaps noticed with a lot of the rings that I carry on my person. I, regardless, regardless. The point is that it did not do what I said that it would do, and I thought that, that would give me enough time to actually get out of the lands, and I did come very close, I want that on the records, that I came very close to getting away with the entire matter. and. I guess as a sort of punishment, they, well, they threw a spear at me and it was cursed and it gave me a long-acting curse. So, I don't know something about what and myself die. <laughs> uh, everybody is dying in the long term, so it's fine. Uh, really no different than living normally, just that uh, there's a curse that has to be cured now. Right. Um. Can you tell us a bit more about this fae? Did you... What did they look like? Did they... Sure, they didn't offer a name, but... Is there anything you have to go off of that we could identify them with? I'm like, I can't find the notes. Which I don't know why I didn't expect the conversation to come up. <laughs> well, whatever you say in game is canon. So, That's you, can, you can change. Yeah. It and write down new notes. You've pretty much said everything that you sent me. Mm. So you could just make some shit up or just be like, yeah, I don't fucking know. Yeah. Uh, well, unfortunately, it was not a fair I was particularly familiar with that I'd come across before. Really, if I'd known more about them, I would have not entered into their territory, at least not so. As you're thinking about this, Henry, you realize that you don't really remember what the Fae looks like. Like at first, like, oh, well, it was just one I'm not so familiar with, and you search for the words to describe it, and you cannot recall. I... I don't actually know what it looks like. You... what do you mean? I don't... The curse? No, no, the Fae that did the cursing, I don't remember it. That is interesting. <laughs> you remember where it happened? Outside of somewhere. 
you know, I'm feeling a little exposed right now. Maybe we could put some clothes back on. <laughs> and be, you know, I haven't done a lot of bathing. Maybe we should scrub down first. And then we can proceed with um, other matters that are at hand today. Henry is already starting yeah. to yeah. partake in regular bath time activities. Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay. Starting to be the actual day out there. Might as well start it. Get stuff done. Do we all get ready? You've noticed the sun has hit, finally, the surface of this rock floor, and it hits exactly where Delilah has flopped down first. Yes. So as light begins to spill into the bathhouse through the clear ceilings and windows, you all finish cleaning up, and... Virgil is now going to retire to his room and do some thinking, because he does have a decision to make. And, like, Henry doesn't really have any, at least for now, mostly recollecting everything that for the research that he's going to exchange with Umbra. It's not necessarily a today thing. I mean, he could go work on it today, but Ox would like to get in his five last forging days. If you want Ox to start doing that today, yeah, definitely can. If you are going to a forge, you'll have to find one in Donning that you can basically rent a space, mm -hmm. so it will cost you. He's gonna go look for one at least. If you ask one of the staff here, they they will happily direct you to the nearest rent-a-forge. <laughs> <laughs> you head out to this place that's not super far away from the Gabub estate itself. It seems they've directed you to the closest one. And when you enter the space, it's hot and there is loud noises, the sort of tinny smell of like smoke and metal, yet somehow it feels more pristine than any forge you have ever seen before. Like well-maintained, almost too clean to feel right, and you are asked for 10 gold for your day here. For a single day? Yeah, I guess Ox is today uh, make an attempt to convince whoever at the forge that the good loves have sent him and to build the good loves. Um, there's a like an older dwarf woman who seems to be running the place. She's dressed very plainly for the space uh, with just black clothes and um, a black apron. Um, she has a ton of piercings just on her ears, silver hoops and like dangling earrings that just completely cover completely cover the skin of her ears. She looks you up and down as you enter and asks for the 10 gold. And what do you say? I mean, Ox sees her and first like takes a breath. Not a MILF, that's his worst enemy. <laughs> that's his worst nightmare. <laughs> Ox, so. Ox can't deal with MILFs. If it helps, she has, maybe this makes it worse. I don't know how Ox works, but she has a, a fairly friendly face. You know, she smiles as you enter. She doesn't look scary. Uh, hi. I, I was sent here by the Goodlove family. I'm, uh, I've been hired to commission a piece for Henry Goodlove, and I'm almost done with it, but I need some forging time. So I was sent here. Well, a deception check. Nine. She nods, and she's still smiling. You don't really see a change in her demeanor. 
10 gold. If I am to bill the good loves, I'm sure they will speak to me after this and we'll figure things out then. She holds out a hand. Yeah, Ox's ear twitches a little bit and he will slowly give over 10 gold. That's right. She points to one of the, the empty workspaces. You can work right over there, full day. Spend as much time here as you wish. All the tools in the back are free for you to use. Thanks, I appreciate it. 10 gold lighter, you head over. And yeah, you can start working your gun. <clears throat> Kian, <laughs> what are your plans for the day? He just, pretty soon after they leave the bathhouse, gives up on the idea of sleep, Fair. gets dressed, sends Marigold ahead to where Kara's staying, mm -hmm. and he'll go into Marigold vision. She'll tap her little beak on the window. Yeah, you peer in and see the, the room you got ready in with Kara. You can only tell from the, like, there's like a slight rise in the blankets on the bed to show that Kara is, is in there, probably sleeping. As you tap, 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 tap on the window, you see her sort of shift a tiny bit and roll over, but she doesn't get up. Tap, tap, tap! <laughs> <laughs> she opens her eyes and looks towards the window with rage on her face that you've never seen before on Kara. That immediately softens as her eyes focus on, on Marigold. And she pulls off the blankets, gets up. She's wearing like a long white nightdress, opens the window, and steps aside to let Marigold in. You slept in quite a bit. She laughs, closes the window, sits at the edge of the bed. It was a late night. Fair enough. Um, do you mind company? I... Are you here, or do you mean you want Marigold to stay? I was gonna come over, but I wanted to make sure that you were awake first. I am now. So it's okay if I come over? Of course. Right, well, I'll be over shortly. He races on over. You are you are allowed inside, just like the day before. You are recognizable to the guards here, and led over to Kara's room. Uh, when you get there, actually, there is a, a platter. More tea and coffee and pastries, breakfast foods. Again, similar to when you visited the day before. Seems there's regular room service for Kara here. She's dressed in a, a much simpler, still blue like tunic, and her hair is down. She looks a little tired, but I was happy to see you. Kian has the... This guy's on, is wearing fairly normal clothes, the clothes he's been wearing, mm -hmm. kind of cycling through. He'll smile, go straight to a seating area. There's definitely a restless energy about him. He looks pretty exhausted, even with the disguise. He's only focused that disguise on his hair. He's not really trying to hide anything else about what he looks like. He'll make himself a plate. So, sorry, just thought if you wanted to talk now, catch up. I feel like there's a lot we haven't said. Do you want to eat first? She is halfway to bringing a biscuit up to her mouth and sets it back down on her plate. You all right? I'm just tired. Uh, it's been 
Well, it's been like eight years. Kind of skirted around that. I understand why you left. I, I'm not upset with you about it. I mean, I missed you, but you don't have to be nervous. Not nervous. He said nervous. She <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> laughs a little bit when, when you say that, but it doesn't really break the look of concern on her face. Yeah, he's he's tapping his fingers like yeah. on the on the coffee cup. It's alright, Keen, really. How's home? It's good. I, you know, it's not changed much since you left. Things are quiet. Mothers are so good. Yes. And they miss you, of course, but they're not upset that you were gone. How's Paywin? She, she sort of, she looks, she looks away for a second. She looks a little bit guilty. I haven't really seen Paywin in a bit. She picks up her biscuit, takes a bite. He looks down. Paywin and I had a bit of a disagreement about, you know, what I've been doing here. Which has been what exactly? Well, the hope is with all of this that Rusul is maybe going to be a little more accessible to travelers, trade, things like that. And, well, it's not an easy thing for everyone, um, or a good thing for everyone. Controversial. You know, we're still, we've always been able to fend for ourselves pretty decently. She doesn't want that, or she doesn't want you over here. They both. He takes another sip. There's just a lot that I feel like I've missed out on. Also certain you were having your own experiences. Kind of half smiles. Had plenty of those. He falls silent for quite a bit. Sips his coffee. When Kian falls quiet, so does she. Which isn't unusual for her. She's always been comfortable sitting in silence. You know, it's unexpected seeing you so soon, but maybe I didn't say it in the best way. That you did do a better job raising me than your mothers did. You were the one that had to be there, and they couldn't. But you did a really good job. She smiles. I agree. Keen, what's wrong? It's not... It's not for lack of you teaching me or... Anything that you did. Keen. He drops the disguise. She just stares for a moment. There was... A smile on her face that very slowly vanishes. And for Kian to drop the disguise, does anything change besides their hair turning white and losing their little halo? I don't think so. There's just a little bit less vibrancy. Mm -hmm. His eyes, or he's a little bit paler. She doesn't say anything. Got myself into a bit of trouble. 
got hurt. Still trying to figure out exactly what that means. If it's what I think it means. Might have. But I think I died. Got brought back a little different. She stands up, walks over to you, Kian, reaches up to inspect like, a strand of your hair. There's a hint of fascination behind the horror in her expression. She shakes her head. You could just tell me what happened. I didn't see it. You didn't tell me something happened to you. When was this? A little less than a year ago. Kian, have you turned on Rusul in some way? Because this shouldn't happen from falling in, what, a fight? This shouldn't be a result of that. The way that it happened... Our guardian should always be with you, Kian. They're your your parent. I, I don't understand. Influences. But I don't think that I should... I don't know if I can help you anymore. Do what I'm supposed to do. Kian, what happened? What were you doing? Kian. Stares at her for a long time. And actually, can you roll a persuasion check for her? What were you doing? Oh, I was... Don't worry. I was with a boy. (laughs) (laughs) She's on a nice little date. Natural 20. (gasps) He gets up, wanders over to the window, opens the blinds a little bit, looks out. And its skin sparkles. <laughs> Thank you. No. It's embedded with thousands of crushed diamonds. This is the skin of a predator villa. <laughs> I'm not really sure exactly how it works. But have you ever heard of a dampier? She shakes her head. It's kind of like um a vampire, just not all the way. She nods slowly. She sits back down at, at Kian's empty seat. Kian got back up to look angstly out the window. All right, we can figure this out. There has to be a way to fix it. Was this in the oceans? Is that it? It was. All right. I don't know much about this, but I'll look into it. I can't just tell anybody. No, I'm not going to tell anyone. Unless you wish me to. I'll find what I can. There's libraries here full of well, things that I obviously couldn't learn about back at home, and we'll sort this out. Was it something from the oceans that did this? Was it a vampire itself? I really remember. What's happening? It's sort of the opposite of Kian. She's sitting so impressively still that you can tell that she's panicking inside. We'll fix this. What if we can't? Well, if we can't, then we'll get to that when we come to it. I don't want you getting hurt trying to find a way to fix this. I'm not planning on getting hurt. don't want you to get into anything dangerous. She holds up a hand. Kian. The only people who understand this kind of thing are vampires themselves and 
I'll see what I can find. Kara, I... He walks over. I guess swaps chairs. <laughs> sits where she was sitting. And reaches out a hand to her. She takes it immediately. I wanted to tell you about this. I'm glad you did. So I want to figure this out on my own. That's not happening. Don't want you to get into this mess. She she lets go of Keen's hand, not in a dismissive way, but just to sit back in her seat. I'm already involved, because it involves you. And it involves our guardian. Does it though? It does, yes. I don't know if he knows. If he does not know, he's sure to find out. Not if I stay here. He's certain to find out if you stay here for the rest of your life. So we'll both do what we can. You're not to argue with me on this. I'd rather it didn't happen, but it's not hurting me. You don't want to go back home. Represent Rasul with me. I've always wanted to kind of work a smaller scale and do it if I had to. Right. Aelin and I have done a lot of good things here. Small things. I think you should go. But I'm not going to force you into this if you have no interest. I just didn't realize. I'm going to need some time to pull myself together before the day begins. He stands up. He casts this guy's self. She runs over and hugs Kian tightly around the waist. He hugs her back, melts into it. I just don't want you to get hurt. I think it's easier if we just accept it. I don't know if I care enough. I don't know. I don't know a lot of things. But it's happened. And Aelin and I can figure it out. Her arms loosen from around you. You can't really tell if she nods or shakes her head. She just stands there, waits for you to leave. Gets up. He kind of looks back as he's as he's getting ready to go and just stares at her for quite a long time. He goes. Just watches back, basically. Yeah. It wasn't like their hottest member or anything. <laughs> I definitely wasn't like consorting with a vampire, like a vampire's consort. I didn't get a vampire's kiss, if you know what I mean. It was just me fucking around in the ocean. If I had, like, <laughs> willingly traveled around with a vampire. And was, like, kind of into it. <laughs> it was so <laughs> funny. so hypothetical. It was so funny. You had, like, a really close so funny. What do you do with the rest of the day, Kian? It was pretty early in the morning. You that was day pretty, yeah. He stays out of the good love state. He's just walking, st- trying to stay upright, exhausted, but he knows that he can't really go to sleep after that so easily like quite his mind so window shopping <laughs> stress shopping, shopping. <laughs> yeah, he'll come back late evening and go straight to his room unless anybody is congregating yeah Rowan is coming at like the same time the next day so I five five Rowan <laughs> babe you have to sleep well, apparently he has to talk to you. So <laughs> you all know a little further ahead of time this time, though, that you might want to turn in early. 
Yeah, Virgil finally looks in a mirror and realizes that he's been wearing makeup this whole fucking day and wipes that off. But didn't, you didn't clean off the bathhouse? He was not so concerned with washing up as he was just sitting in the water okay. and enjoying mm-hmm. the heat. Wash off your makeup. Yeah, just stare a while in the mirror and then go lay awake in bed and make a choice. Are you going to sleep, elf boy? Please say yes. He sleeps. Okay. For four hours? Um, well, he does his two hours down. Right. And then he's usually up for about an hour. It's pretty comfortable here, so I think he's able to easily get another two hours. Cool. There is a nice fancy bed here, and it's quiet. Even with Henry in it? Well, Henry doesn't snore. (laughs) With that, (laughs) find yourself back the same place you were 24 hours previous in the tastefully lavish uh, sitting room with a plate of pastries and coffee or tea for everyone provided by the staff. You've noticed the staff lingering a little bit longer and at five o'clock sharp, there's a knock at the door. (sighs) Virgil opens it. Rowan is there. He has washed off the makeup from the ball and has changed from the more fanciful clothes you last saw him in. He is just wearing like a simple black turtleneck shirt, black pants, the same cloak. And Virgil, you answer the door. Yeah, he's wearing his normal traveling clothes without the greaves or the gauntlets. He's taken the gloves off too, and he, out of habit, still has his sword at his right hip. Rowan, there's, you know, a half second where he looks like he's about to step inside and you can see very obviously his focus fall to the scars on your face that were covered yesterday thanks to your disguise makeup. And he just freezes. Takes a step back. No, it's it's okay. Okay. It does not hurt anymore. He just shakes his head and lightly almost pushes you aside to walk in. And he just sort of like hovers in the in the entryway. Looks at each of you. He kind of has the energy of a rabbit that has been cornered. Who has the highest perception here? Yeah, yeah passive perception is sixteen. Yeah. Ox, you have your I don't know ham and cheese scone in your hand. You look down at it for a second because you smell something kind of burning. And wonder if perhaps the good loves have let their staff serve you over baked scones, but it looks perfectly good. There's just a, a smell of smoke in the air. Roman, I'm not angry with you. I'm not, I don't want to be angry with you. He sighs. You should be, but all right. I cannot speak for the others, but I'm here now and I forgive you. For whatever that is worth, I forgive you. But it's not what I came here to discuss. No, it's not, but I think you need to hear it. In any case, I... 
Does your offer still stand as, as far as you can make it? You are not planning to stay, are you? I would have some things to ask if I am to. He looks to the other three. There's just like blatant disbelief on his face. Back to Virgil. You are miserable here. Why would you stay? If you're here, aren't you? I wouldn't be completely miserable. I was not then. You know I wasn't. You were. I was not. Were you put up to this? Put up to what? To coming back? His attention turns to Yukian. He just furrows his brow. I don't know, Nico, someone, did anyone put you up to this? Were you encouraged to do this? No, I... No one could force me to do this. Is it so? You have your chance to get out. Is it so far-fetched to believe I would come back for you? He looks to Kian again. What? What? You can't even look at me? You see him again. Look at the scars on your face. He sort of like gestures to, to them. I'm... Not going to stop you, but I don't understand why you're doing this. Rowan. He steps forward and reaches for one of Rowan's hands. He steps back. I thought you wanted me here. I did. I do. I... Can I insight check him? Yeah. A three. What are you trying to insight? The stutter between I did and I do. He sort of seems like he's struggling to answer the question. He's not necessarily trying to hide that. Yeah. He looks between the two of them, stares at Rowan. Brows still furrowed. He loves you. Well, that was clear. It's concerning. You lost control. He nods. Just once. Oh, that is a kind way of putting it, but yes. What I'm failing to understand is why you made an offer to him to stay in the first place if you didn't actually want him to go through with that. Well, that's what he wants, not what I want. If you wish to stay, then I'm not going to try to stop you. My offer still stands. I just did not expect this to be your decision, that is all. And your reasons for accepting it are concerning to me. That I still care for you? Yes. But, like you said, Mr. Goodlove, I made the offer and I'm not trying to take it back. I... What happened was horrible, but you would never do that of your own volition. I did do it of my own volition, but... Not of your own will? You did not... So you'll have me speak to Commander Levain, then. I will let them know you are here. I... I should speak to them myself. I will speak to them first. And to the rest of you, is it alright? For me to mention your names, that you were involved in this, that you can back 
Virgil. Do you think that will give him the best chance out of this? Yes, I do. Of course. As long as you state that I'm strictly acting as an entity separate from my parents. He nods. Ox also nods. And if they have me arrested, what then? They won't. You can't promise that. I can. I am Commander-in-Chief as well now. And the others? Who are they? There are some you are not familiar with, and the other commanders. <laughs> you said the trial is not what it was, or that it was gone? Yes. So, is there some other way to gain the abilities you and I have, or have we forsaken that? It is in the works. Then, concerns aside, I would be glad to be your shepherd. He nods once, turns around to go. The door shuts, and maybe ten seconds pass before Virgil runs after him and takes his hand regardless of whether he steps away. Uh, make a strength, contested strength. Okay. Roll. I'm gonna grab this boy. 21. He he tries to pull away and you hold fast to his hand. You can smell the smoke as well. No one put me up to this. I'm here because I want to be, because I want to be with you. Perhaps that is concerning. I accept that, but I've lost everything and I will not lose you too. Let go. Let go. He does. He just turns around again and keeps walking. You hear the the front door, the entrance to Henry's estate open and close. It's a heavy door. It slams due to its size, not necessarily the strength of the one closing it. You all hear him scream and the sound of what could be a fist hitting a wall. So much like last session, we will end things there with Rowan quietly with his hood up sneaking away from the Good Love Estate while the rest of you wait inside. Oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry. I'm gonna fight you. Where I was on the sparrow Teacher.